0: Welcome to the Target 50, Decision Making to Keep Ground Cover in the System, with our focus in this episode on maintaining stubble in legume rotations. This series is all about ground cover and talking through the practicalities of farming to keep the minimum recommended levels of 50% ground cover in the system. Keeping our farming systems protected from wind erosion and our soils healthy and sustainable is what we're all on about. Hi, I'm Tegan Buckley from MSF, and in this episode, I'm joined by Michael Moody from Frontier Farming Systems. As many of you may already know, the team from Frontier Farming Systems are our main research provider. MSF and Frontier Farming Systems are pretty close, and in fact, we've uh, actually been sharing an office in Mildura, Victoria. We've been collaborating on projects for the last 10 years, and over that time, we've seen a big increase in projects looking at break crops and legumes in the rotation, Michael Moody joins me now with a cup of coffee in hand. Welcome, Michael. How are you?
1: Very good on this uh, frosty morning. Yeah.
0: So, Michael, to start with, can you tell us a little bit more about the work you've been doing with legume break crops in the Mallee and the trends that you've seen in the uptake of uh, break crops in the region?
1: Yeah, well, um, we've seen over the last decade um, a big change in Mallee farming systems where they've... Where farmers have moved from a lot of continuous um, cropping with cereal crops, and um, and now we're seeing a lot more diversity in farming rotations, and that's really driven by a couple of things. One is the benefits that that diversity provides, such as bringing legume pulse crops into the system provides farmers better opportunities for weed control. We're also boosting the soil nitrogen that's coming into the system and also, you know, things like conserving moisture and, and disease control um, can be some benefits. And I guess the other thing that we've we've seen is in some seasons... These alternative or break crops can be, you know, very profitable in their own right. We've seen years where lentils and chickpeas have been very profitable. We've seen things like vetch hay um, being quite profitable enterprises for farmers, and and even you know grazing vetch and and other crops has has also been quite profitable returns with um, sheep producers. So yeah, in overall, this increased diversity by bringing legume crops into the system um, has been a very positive change for most growers. Mm,
0: fantastic. So it's been quite a rapid increase in legume area and there's many positives to growing legumes. So, But there are some drawbacks too. Can you explain why we're seeing reduction in ground cover over time?
1: Yeah, I guess that's a, particularly in the last two years where we've had um, some quite dry seasons in many parts of the melly, we're finding that, yeah, the biggest drawback to legume crops is the reduced ground cover that they, or the reduced ground protection that they're providing over that, um, particularly um, during the summer period. That's largely a factor of um, of, of the, the stubble residues of these break crops being so fragile. Um, and they're fragile for quite a number of reasons. One is the harvest process. So, Harvesting pulse crops, for example, we've got to cut them very low to the ground, so we're actually taking a lot of that material through the header um, and also um, that that, residue is breaking up in the header and not providing the structure or the straw structure that, say, a cereal crop like wheat or barley would. But also, particularly on deep sands as well, um, the, the legume crops probably aren't performing as well as we'd like on those um, sandy soils. Um, so there's reduced stubble or, or lower levels of stubble to start with on those soils. And also, particularly on the sands as well, it's such a, well, I guess it's a lot of uh, infertile environment. And those soils and the, and the soil microbes really love that input of those highly high-nitrogen um, stubble sources, whether it's from lentils, chickpeas, vetch, field peas, those sort of crops, and and therefore you know, we see much higher rates of breakdown from these residues as well, so they're, they're turning over much faster in the soil um, because, you know, in their own right, they're, they're providing uh, a food source for that, those microbes to actually um, fire up and break it down, so those, those factors coming together means that the legume crops are at the moment currently posing a bit of a problem, particularly on those deep sandy soils, um, and causing some low ground cover and, and also a lot of erosion issues. And uh, that's a that's a big issue at the at the forefront front of our minds is we really need to, to be looking and, and finding solutions to how we can improve that, um, because it's uh, becoming a, a bit of a problem at the moment. Hmm,
0: for sure. So you measure biomass and ground cover as part of your trial work. Have you observed any uh, obvious factors in maximising biomass and ground cover in legume crops? And is there a difference in the quality or longevity of legume residue?
1: Yeah, so probably want to tackle those issues um, sort of separately. Biomass, I guess, is, is trying to, you know, basically grow... As much as we can, and with the theory that the more that we produce, the more stubble that is we have there to sort of protect the protect the soil surface. I guess one of the the things that we've we've seen recently is particularly on sandy soils where they're not obviously growing so well. Things like sowing earlier helps produce extra biomass. Crop type selection will change the level of biomass that you grow. Something like a early sown peas or vetch is is going to grow significantly more biomass than, say, a a lentil or a chickpea or um, crop sown a bit later. But also soil amelioration techniques have really helped to increase biomass and we've sort of got some results from trials um, in the last couple of years that have sort of shown, you know, more than a a doubling of biomass production um, through actions such as deep ripping, um, for example. So they're things that we're looking at to to increase the biomass side of it. The, The tricky thing with increasing biomass is also is that sometimes that's going to come at the expense of... So, yeah, one of the tricky things with uh, increasing biomass is also optimizing grain yield um, as well. You know, if you produce too much biomass, that can have a, a detrimental effect on grain yield. And also, um, the other thing about increasing biomass is, um, you know, there's always the temptation there to, to actually do something with it as well. So, um, rather than just leaving it as a soil... Um, protectant, um, there's also opportunities to, to make money out of that biomass as well. So the other part of the equation, you know, how much of that biomass becomes um, soil cover, and our target is 50% um, ground cover to be maintained at all times. So I think that's a bit of a, uh, a, a, an area that needs quite a significant amount of work. I think the, the, the challenge is going to be overcome by what can we do to not just rely on the legume component as ground cover going forward, but we need solutions to actually try and keep more of that previous cereal crop residues in the system and maintaining sort of um, ground cover past the legume phase, so the two working um cohesively together to protect the soil over that sort of summer period you know, so there's a few options there um, that could be um, could be looked at seeding system stuff so you know what seeding systems edge row sowing maybe looking at disc seeding systems um, you know could be could be of benefit to try and you know seed the the legume crop but maintain as much of that cereal crop um, standing um, as as possible and also trying to come up with some solutions that could potentially um, reduce how much ground cover is lost or how much stubble is um, disintegrated during that harvest process. So um, yeah, I haven't got the answers yet, but there are um, some techniques that I think we could um, be looking at to try and promote that residue from the previous crops flowing through the the legume phase and helping provide that ground cover protection over the summer after the legume crop.
0: So Michael was there any research work going on that will help address the legume ground cover um, issue?
1: So um, across the Mallee um, we've got um, quite a number of locations where we're really honing in and um, focusing our attention on better growing legumes on those vulnerable soil tops, so particularly the deep sands, um, but also looking at um, options for improving crop growth and ground cover and um, reducing the sort of risks um, associated with that. So... Um, At some of the deep sand sites this year, we're we're looking, um, I mentioned earlier about the huge benefits we got from um, soil amelioration um, last year. We saw some really big increases of both legume growth and yield following deep ripping um, at a number of sites last year, and we're continuing that work on this year to to re-look at that. Uh, This year we've probably expanded our focus, so to look at not just the impact of the deep ripping on a um, particular crop, but we're also looking at variety selections within each of those crops. So we're trialling sort of 8 to 12 varieties with and without ripping uh, at another number of locations in the Mallee this year for a range of crops, including chickpeas, lentils, faba beans, uh, field peas, vetch and lupins. So... Quite a wide selection um, of different crops that we're trialing there. We're also interested in traits such as herbicide tolerance of the different crops because that's one of the big risk factors in sowing into both sandy soils but also um, soils that might have had soil amelioration um, done on them. So rather than just omitting the herbicide altogether, we're looking at you know different levels of herbicide tolerance um, that might be within different crops to actually um, make that safer and and make sure that we're not having a negative impact on that germinating crop and the other uh, piece of work we're looking at this year um, is Some seeding system stuff. So looking at comparing this is vetch at uh, where we're looking at different row spacing configurations and also whether Sowing with a disc rather than a time um, gives us any benefits in terms of um, ground cover and, and also crop growth as well. So um, there's a range of things there that we're, that we're looking at um, and these trials are located right across the, uh, the Mallee region in 2020.
0: That was Michael Moody from Frontier Farming Systems chatting all things maintaining stubble in legume rotations and giving us an update on the trial work that's happening around the place to address this ground cover issue. Thanks Michael for joining us and we've actually got another episode coming up soon featuring Michael chatting more about how to maintain ground cover on sand so stay tuned for that. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it and be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.